What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Down for the Count. So this week, we're going to finish up night two of the WWE draft. And we're also going to talk about what else happened on Monday Night Raw. We're going to cover AEW, NXT, NXT UK, Impact, as well as SmackDown. So if you're ready to hear all of that and so much more, then make sure you guys keep on listening. And welcome back to Down for the Count. One, welcome back to Down to the Count, ladies and gents. I am one fourth of your co-host, and we always have Janae, Alexis, and Nicole. We're all together this week. We're all back together. So, say hi, Yay! ladies. Hey. <laughs> Hello. As much as I, I want to say, I love doing the podcast with Tiff. I miss my girls. Tiff doesn't let my ideas be great, so I'm happy to have you guys back. <laughs> oh my god. We want we want a better Moxley. We want a better AEW champion. We're ready for change. It's been a year. And um if you if that part didn't come in where Nicole said that they had they are making him gimmicky, she's one hundred percent correct. Um I like Moxley, and I loved him as Dean Ambrose in WWE. I didn't know that he was being insightful in WWE, which that saddened me. But I like John, and I think he's a, a great wrestler, period. So without him, yeah. being him being in AEW right now, to me, I lost interest in him being there at all. I don't care. And I hate to say that because I really... I enjoy what he brings to the table, but I feel like AEW isn't focusing on him in any way, shape, or form. They just throw a person at him, they get a shot, and then they move on. They don't build um, feuds. Like, they took a whole year to break down Hangman Adam Page and um, Adam Page and, and Kenny Omega's friendship, tag team partnership, and now they're pseudo at odds with each other and they're doing all this story building with the the young bucks but they didn't give moxley any of that as champion so i'm disappointed and um nicole if it didn't record that part either nicole did say that she felt like he should go back to new japan and that should be something he does and wrestle um on whatever wherever he wants to wrestle I have to agree with her because I did get to see some of his New Japan stuff and it was good. So, I think like, it's, I was, it looks better for his craft. Like, I don't know. I think he's a better wrestler over there because it's just like it's a whole nother atmosphere. It's a whole nother vibe. And I don't know. I just think he thrives. He just thrives so good. So well over there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I want that for him. I want him to thrive and develop his skill set and to be healthy. And I just want him just to go back over there. Like, just, I will say, back over there. and we can move on. I feel like AEW is starting to steer away from what made them AEW. Like, how they were kind of <clears throat> different and doing new things in the beginning. I feel like they're starting to slowly fall into that category that what made AEW fans not like WWE. I feel like that's what they're, I don't know if they're un, like unconsciously doing it or they know what's happening and they just, they're just going to rely on their fans to just not care and just be like, AEW's great, but they're steering away from what made AEW AEW in the beginning. 
Agreed. Yeah. Um, well, I guess since I'm the only one who watched NXT UK, I'll just go over really quick. Um, they only have three matches. Um, I forgot the first match. Um, but the second one was Piper versus um, Piper versus Isla Dawn, and I think Isla Dawn is so good. She's improved a lot since um, getting since her first since getting on NXT UK. She's one of those people that she's been on there the whole time. It's been um, a thing, and she's improved so much. Um, I think it would benefit her more as a wrestler if they sent her to NXT America because mm. I think she would really benefit from those coaches over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think she'd totally benefit more with the coaching that they have over there than what they might be doing at the PC and overseas. Um, unfortunately, um, we have to look at Jordan Devlin again. Ugh. Sometime soon. Oh, he's um, over there. I've, yeah, I fast forward throughout the whole segment because obviously we don't care about him, so that's that. Um, and then the main thing was the it was Ilya Dragunov and Pete Dunne versus um, Alexander Wolf and Walter from Imperium, and it was a really, really, really good tag team match. Is one of the best tag team matches I've seen this year. So I recommend people seeing it, and also two major things. It was um, Pete's first NXT UK match in over a year, well over a year. And also, it was the first time Walter has been pinned since being in NXT UK. Oh, wow. He has been undefeated the entire time he was there, and Ilya pinned him, and I screamed that's I'm so glad I watched that in the daytime because it would have I probably would have woken up my roommate but I (laughs) lost my shit but also Pete Dunn looks amazing um as we saw quite a few wrestlers and athletes in general like really honed in on you know, like working on their fitness and stuff during um, quarantine and all this, um, all this free time that everyone's been having. But Pete Dunn, there's a visible difference. He was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His arms, because even like him and his, um, because you know he wears a one piece and before, and this is like I have like I'm gonna have like. A stomach chug for chub like the rest of my life probably unless I like mm. get surgery. I don't think this is something I'm ever gonna get rid of. I'll probably I can shrink it, but it's not gonna get disappear. I don't think. Maybe who knows? But anyways, and he used to have it. I used to think it was so adorable because I used to always like, oh, I want to squeeze it. But <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, he is so trim. He was like, I was like, wow. It's like he's really trimmed up and it's like super lean and then a bunch of people were saying it online it's like wow pete looks really good and he was just like plants he's mm-hmm. a vegan mm-hmm. a lot of them are vegan though which is funny yeah, to me i found out kofi's Everybody's vegan too vegan. yeah kofi i always forget kofi's vegan because yeah. i just i don't know it just doesn't 
It doesn't make sense. It oh, does make I, sense. I, I, just, I just think it's funny. I just found that out. That's so random. And he doesn't like cheese. No, no he doesn't. He doesn't like cheese. Yeah, I was listening he to the like uh, cheese. Kofi. Kofi. Oh, yeah. He doesn't like cheese. He hates barbecue, which I was like, same. I also hate barbecue. <gasps> what? What? Yeah, I hate barbecue. Oh I hate barbecue. I hate barbecue sauce. I know all my friends think I'm crazy. I hate it. I don't okay, like where's the real Nicole, sauce. and what did you do with her? Oh, no, I never cool. liked barbecue. That's that cool. Yeah, I've never liked barbecue. <laughs> also, news, uh, I don't, I don't know if you know Tiff, but Nicole and Alexis, you know who? You remember Ben Carter from AEW? Yeah, yes. that He's just signed with NXT UK. Oh. Good for him. And Miro mm. gave it away on his little Twitch. Oh, we're gonna and... we're gonna get into the wrestling news. I promise. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. You sorry. Get I was just the wrestling recap out of the way. I was caught up with Nicole yeah. not liking barbecue. My brain just wires. No, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's it for NXC UK. But that's what I like about. I like how short it is. I like how it's like very like action, action, action. But it's also like they weave in like little like storylines in there but obviously like the big was the big thing was the tag team match and I was just I was shocked I was like there's no way he's gonna pin Walter and I was like oh my god hold on a second y'all jeez do you see him taking that title off of Walter Nicole (sighs) Um, I wouldn't be mad, but I don't know. He scares me. Dragonov really scares me. He's scra- he's he does. He terrifies me, but I really like him though. Okay. Um so, I can't, I, I really I like know. NXT UK a- and I'm I'm upset that I missed it. Because I I forget that it comes on because it comes on in the middle of the day. And then, yeah, I don't watch it the day. I think I always watch it like a day or two after it comes out because I remember it should be out by then. So I'm going to have to like set a reminder so that I can remember to, to watch it when it comes on. Yeah, I forget it too. Like, I'll remember when I post like, a clip of it. I was like, oh, it just came on. Because I like the way they fight. Their matches are very stiff. It's a hard-hitting style of fighting. And I prefer that because it just, makes me feel better about watching it. Like, I don't know that it's fake. I can't decipher if it's fake or real. And yeah. That's what makes it so good to me. So I was like, I'm going to watch this. I have to watch this. But then when they weren't coming on, I just got used to them not coming on. So now that they are coming on, I just simply forget. So I'm going to start putting a reminder in my phone so that I can watch because I really do enjoy NXT UK. And I like Kaylee Ray. She's the only heel that I actively enjoy watching and like enjoy hating. <laughs> bitch Roman slander. <laughs> Fuck him. Speaking of your tribal chief, Roman. That's my tribal chief. My tribal chief. Until the rock chief. comes back. Oh, she said not <laughs> Alexa said ain't my tribal chief. <laughs> and then when um, Rock comes back. 
because you know that's and I think that's so and the the one thing that's what I really like about it is just like they obviously like leave him like leave his name out and I'm waiting for someone to be like looking around and be like um what? I thought... Are we just Somebody not skipped the line, didn't we? Yeah. Right. <laughs> you jumped over somebody, didn't you? Well, Rondell came on, and it's supposed to be the aftermath of the draft. Now they did do some, um, some, you know, farewell. They gave New Day a proper farewell. They Which they didn't, you know. They didn't cheapen it. They didn't make it, you know, a gimmicky thing. They didn't have Biggie do something crazy like turn on Xavier and Kofi, nor did they have Kofi and Xavier turn on Biggie. They really gave them their moment. Okay, so I thought that was very, very nice. And they had a match with Nakamura and Sheamus and Cesaro. They beat them, but it was a solid match. It was a good back and forth. It wasn't like it was squash match. Um, Lars Sullivan had a match with Jeff Hardy and Boo! Oh, I think I just got nauseous. Lars Sullivan literally looked like he had a sack of shit in his trunk, and I was just trying to figure out when it was gonna come out during the match because he his trunks are just sagging, and he looks like a character. From Looney Tunes, the one that was in the boxing match with Bugs Bunny. Oh, God. He looks exactly like that man. He looks exactly like him. And I was like, damn. I will pay Michael Coles, like, the rest of his year's salary if he will stop calling Lars Sullivan the freak. Like, every fucking five seconds. Oh, he has to. Mass statistics time. In the match he had with Jeff Hardy, he called, Lars Sullivan got called a freak 22 or 23 freaking times. Do you guys know that in Gorilla, they're telling them what to say? You're aware of this. Yeah, I'm, I'm aware of it, but still, like, we get it. He's a freak. Well, get mad at the people who are telling him to say it. He's a freak. You can go look it up on on online. Oh. (laughs) We get it. He's a freak. I don't need you to remind me just in case I forgot the other 20 times you called him a freak. Like, I know Sasha Banks is lost. You don't have to I don't care because I watch wrestling with the volume turned down because I'm usually streaming at the TV anyway. So I don't normally hear everything that they hear. I don't get into it later that somebody said something stupid. Most of the time, oddly enough, I only hear Corey shit. And my TV is usually on like seven or eight because I have to record for my Instagram. <laughs> I always hear him. I never hear what Cole says. I never hear what anybody backstage really says, but I always hear what he says clearly every single time. You know what pisses me off back now? Because I listen, I watched that clip of uh, Seth and all them on SmackDown. He is going to be simping for Seth so fucking hard now. By the way, what the fuck was Seth Rollins wearing? It was like some little kids. It was the funniest thing. The also funny thing about Seth is that he, when the New Day were on, 
the state were on the stage and they had to like pan the camera away from him because he started laughing. Because they were, because Big E's legs were wide open and oh, Xavier and Kofi were and then, holding like, they put his leg that was so on hilarious. Seth's hand to like help hold him up. <laughs> and like you could, I was like, oh, he's laughing because it was like real quick and they like moved to like some random angle, like un, like unflattering angle of like everyone else's. Oh, he's laughing. I thought that was hilarious though. Cause they all stupid. They just stupid. So we had that. Well, yeah, they had a good farewell, and they was all in there crying and shit, about to make all of us cry. I'm like, y'all don't have to hold it together, shit. We trying to hold it together as it is. Y'all don't have to hold it together. Um, what else happened? They didn't have any women's matches on SmackDown at all. The only thing that was a part of the women's um, division was Bailey and Sasha's contract signing, which Bailey didn't sign. I only have I only have one thing to say about that. When Sasha Banks, again, this is the Sasha Banks I have been waiting to see since she came back. When <clears throat> Sasha cut her promo and said, "My name is worth more than your title," I was like, "Bitch, where have That's you what been?" She said. Like, what she's saying? She I, like, oh, yeah. I just want to say Sasha Banks' new name is Wiggles. Let's just get that out the way, Wiggles. I'm tired of her talking about Sasha's neck. I'm, <laughs> I'm sick of her. Every but, time uh, she turns around, <laughs> her and Kitty, they can't, they can't help it. It's every time. If we're either a bobblehead or wiggles. I'm not I don't hate Sasha Banks. I like Sasha Banks. I'm a fan of Sasha Banks, so don't take it personal. Chill out. (laughs) But I I like that segment. I like the fact that uh, Sasha was like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have that title. I you could tell the look on Bailey's face, she was just kind of like, Yeah, you're right. Um, I, I like, I know that I like the fact that I like the little thing where she like pushed, you know, the, the, the contract towards her and she kind of pushed it again. And then Bailey didn't sign and walked away. And she was like, I don't have to sign anything. And Sasha was just like one way or another, you will sign that contract. So I'm, I'm curious to see where this is going to go. Is it going to be where like Sasha like beats the shit out of her and then puts the pin in her hand and has her sign it or maybe Bailey attacks her like really hardcore before the, the pay-per-view and then signs it thinking that since she'd done that to Sasha that she has the upper hand um, in Hell in the Cell. So I'm really excited to see uh, where that's going to go. <laughs> Only thing I didn't like was I didn't like what Sasha wore. And I know I'm nitpicking, but I'm a girl. So that I look at stuff like that and I didn't like it. It reminded me of those those exhibits of the body, the body exhibits that we used to see. Um, I'm not even trying to be funny. I'm dead ass because here in Cleveland, the Science Center, every year they have the body exhibit. And you go down there and they have those bodies displayed and they're real human bodies. They have them encased in something. And that outfit, and she, she is very lean and toned up. And she lost a lot of, where she toned up certain areas of her body, which is fine. 
I think she's beautiful either way. It was just the outfit, the the whole jumpsuit just reminded me of those body experiments or the body exhibit bodies. And I'm just like, I don't really like that. I don't really like that. Her makeup was cute, but I didn't like her hair and I didn't I didn't like her outfit. Like Bailey to WWE on Fox, their Twitter account, where it's like, we don't blame Bailey for not wanting to sign a uh, contract, because we all know what happened last time, and it's a picture of Keith Lee opening up the contract for Taylor Cross and the fireballs coming out. (laughs) That Fox account is a mess. That Fox account is a mess. They be going at it. Now, okay. So, the final match of the night was Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman. Now, we all knew that Braun was not going to win this title today. Well, Friday. But they actually put on a decent match here. This wasn't like Roman just squashed Braun Strowman. It didn't happen that way. There were pockets where Roman had the upper hand and pockets where Strowman had the upper hand. But the best aspect of that was not that match. It was the ending. When Jey Uso came out there and Roman is telling his cousin that he doesn't want to do this, that he put him in this impossible position to do this, that he has to do this. This is how we eat. This is how we feed our family. You'll never replace me. When you tried to replace me, I had to do what I had to do. This was a retaliation to your action. And then he beat the hell out of Braun Strowman. Now, they let him do this. <laughs> this is where I was just like, okay, we get to see it. Cool. Now he goes and turns to Jay Uso and he says, now if you want to hit me, go ahead and hit me. He turns his back, puts the um, chair on the ground. And Jay Uso almost did it, but he decided, I don't want to do that. Roman turns around, he's smiling and shit. Like, if you can't do that, what makes you think you can take my place? And Jay Uso just, Knocks the shit out of his cousin. Kicks him in this face. Picks up the chair and was like, you love me? I love you too. Bam. Just whooping his ass with the chair. But after that second chair shot, here come the referees and the officials. They stopped him. They was like, give me the chair, Jay. Calm down. I'm like, wait a minute. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Roman was fucking Braun Strowman's back up with that chair. When I tell y'all he hit him as many times as he could, and them referees did not go in that ring. They didn't do shit. The moment Jay Uso grabbed that chair, the rest was in that ring. They were waiting for them two chair shots, and then they pulled him back. Then Roman punches him in the face. Jay Uso out on the ground. I'm like, this is some bullshit. I'm like, now y'all could have let Jay had his moment. Y'all, y'all already gonna beat the hell out of him and kill him himself. We're aware of this. So you gonna let him have his moment. But I will say that this feud right here is the best thing they got going in WWE period. As someone who has fought her cousins on many, many, many times, um, I can honestly tell you, you don't want to hit your cousin from behind because you want to see them. You want them to see, watch your ass. Like, you don't do it when their back's turned. You just turn, you wait till they turn back and 
boom, punch him right in the face. What I like about I, it is I, the fan, the fan part of it. It's always the ones who was complaining for like two years. Oh, I hate Roman Reigns. He's terrible. He's a horrible wrestler. He sucks. Then he turns heel, and they're like, "Oh yeah, he's awesome. I'm a big Roman Reigns fan." I'm like, "Really? Really?" really? Like, are you really? Right. I'm like, okay. Because so, it, it was because about a month ago it was they pushing him too much. Now he get ready to be champion, and then now it's oh yeah he's great. This is amazing. This is what we've been asking for. I'm like no, you was asking for WWE to fire him. You <laughs> you didn't want him there at all. Okay. Y'all were calling him to be fired when he was sitting home during COVID, making sure that his kids are okay and that he's okay. <laughs> that was pretty much SmackDown. Like, there wasn't, those were the focal points of SmackDown, the contract signing, the um, the farewell match for um, the New Day, and the Universal Championship match. And, of course, the ending. So. I will say though, um, I I only want Roman to like I don't want Roman to murder him, just like maybe Jesus. slightly slightly damage him, slightly damage. Wow! Because he got to go to work on Friday. Wow! So just like I- don't completely take him off the board. Ugh! You know what I just thought What's of? What's wrong with you? You know what I'm wrong with you? I just thought of this. Seth and Roman are on the same show again. Are we going to get a Seth versus Roman feud? I don't think that's going to happen for a while. Seth is getting ready to leave, which is probably why they're going to have him feud with Daniel Bryan. He is getting ready to leave. They say that Becky Lynch was backstage at SmackDown this past um, Friday. Um, <clears throat> but she's getting ready to give birth in two months. So, I don't see him feuding with Roman at this moment. That may happen down the line, though, before he could possibly get traded back to Raw next year around this time. that That's inevitable. You have two of the biggest stars in the WWE on the same roster. It would be criminal to not put them against each other. Yeah, I don't want to see it. It'll be different because you'll have Roman as a heel this time and possibly Seth as your anti-hero face. So, not my Messiah. Who knows? Oh. <laughs> Maybe they'll um, I think I, mean, I think basically, I don't think they'll feud for a while. I think he'd feud with Daniel Bryan first before anything. Yeah. It's going to be a minute. It'll be later on next year. Like, after WrestleMania next year. Let us pray. Um, I don't I don't see it happening anytime soon. It's going to be a while. So they really had to solidify Roman. Like, this, this feud with Jey Uso is the start of his reign as a champion. This is his first real feud out the gate. So after this is over... Who's next? Because he's going to have to go through the whole roster. 
You know what I'm saying? So we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. So that's all the stuff that we watched for the week. MLW haven't hasn't come back on yet, so we can't give you guys info on that. But when it does, I'll I'll try to watch it because I actually like MLW a lot. So what's up everybody? I just thought I would pop in a little quickly and give you guys a little bit of a break in between. Calm things down and then we can get back to the episode. So here's what I want to do. I want to engage with you guys more. So I want you to encourage you guys to follow us on Instagram at D4TC underscore podcast. I'm going to post some questions over there on our Instagram that I really want you to answer. So we're going to put the questions in the podcast for those listening and we're going to put the questions on our Instagram. Now you have two places where you can respond. You can respond in the voice messages that are going to be available to you through Anchor, exclusively through Anchor, or you can respond to us on our Instagram on our account through the messages. I'm going to make the posts. Don't worry about it. All you have to do is just go to our Instagram and follow and you'll see the posts every single week. Okay. So this week's interlude question is about the draft. How did you feel about the draft? Did you think that everybody who got drafted went to their respective shows? Do you like the draft? Did you hate the draft? Just give us your overall thoughts on the draft, where you thought people should have went, if you liked where certain people went. Like I saw a lot of stuff online about Naomi being drafted to Raw and then Bianca being drafted to SmackDown, how the supplemental draft went, and of course how some drafts went that weren't even a part of either show. So if you have any thoughts on the draft at all, we'd love to include your voice notes in our next podcast, as well as discuss your thoughts on the draft and various other topics on our Instagram. So with all that being said, that is our interlude question for the week. We got one more interlude question coming up in this episode, and you're not going to want to miss it. But until then, let's get back to the show. You've been, you've been officially indoctrinated. Congratulations. <laughs> oh my gosh. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. I was just so annoying. <laughs> anyway, we're all back and we're all here to cover some wrestling recap for this week. And of course, we're going to give you some wrestling news. And we got a lot of it. So let's start with Monday Night Raw. <clears throat> Raw really was more focused on the draft this week. So um, I'm going to tell y'all where people went in the draft. I think we should focus on the draft for Raw. And then we'll talk about the women's battle royal and we'll move on from there. So round one for the draft went like this. Bray Wyatt got drafted to Raw. Bailey was drafted to SmackDown. Randy Orton was drafted to Raw. SmackDown was drafted to Street Profits. And Raw drafted Charlotte Flair. That was Raw 1. Well, Round 1. Round 2, Braun Strowman got drafted to Raw. Daniel Bryan was drafted to SmackDown. Matt Riddle was drafted to Raw. Kevin Owens was drafted to SmackDown, which I was very happy about. And on Raw, Jeff Hardy was drafted to Raw. The third round, Retribution as a collective was drafted to Raw. SmackDown had Lars Sullivan. Ugh. I thought he died. 
people. Um, Raw got Keith Lee, SmackDown got Corbin, and Raw acquired Alexa Bliss. Number round four, Elias was drafted to Raw, which that was to me, I didn't know he was even clear. So that was a big surprise that he got drafted. Sami Zayn got drafted to SmackDown. Lacey Evans was moved to Raw. Cesaro and Nakamura were drafted as a tag team to SmackDown, and Sheamus was drafted to Raw. Round five got Nikki Cross for Raw. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode were drafted together to SmackDown. Raw got our truth. SmackDown got Apollo Crews, and Raw got Dabba Kato or Kato? Yeah, but Dabba, 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 Kato. Dabba, Kato. <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Round six got Titus O'Neil for Raw. That was a and cat. He's on main event. He's on main Sorry, event. Sorry, that was my cat. She's like literally cannot get away from me. She thinks <laughs> my nail file is a scratching board. Oh. She she gave my sentiments exactly. I was just trying to understand why Titus was drafted. In the I kind of understand why he was drafted, but they could have just left him undrafted. Well, because the thing is, Titus, he does a lot of the, even though he doesn't wrestle, he basically does all of WWE's community outreach. I'm going to be honest. Stuff. This whole so they fucking just, draft was just trash. They could have left Titus. <laughs> They could have left Titus no. undrafted and then just been like, bro, just go to Raw. He could have no. been undrafted. He should have been a free agent. I'm sorry, but he was an unnecessary. He was a waste of a pick. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Yeah. I want to know. I mean, it's like, um, I mean, just because of the family stuff going on, I didn't watch SmackDown or Raw. But it's like a lot of these people who are being drafted, it's just the same feuds being put on different shows because Seth got drafted to SmackDown, but so did the whole Mysterio brood. And then it's like, now Otis, Mandy, Miz, and Morrison are on Raw, and they're going to keep that stupid. I'm more pissed that they broke up heavy machinery. Otis is on SmackDown. Tucker's on Raw. Tucker's on Raw. Otis is on SmackDown. Well, they split up heavy machinery. They didn't even fucking give them a chance. Yes, they did split them up. And I love me some heavy machinery. I remember when they first came out, y'all was giving me shit for liking heavy machinery. And I was like, I, I like heavy machinery. I like heavy machinery. I've always liked heavy machinery. I've I liked thought them they were on me. Yeah, definitely was a mix. I've I liked them since great. NXT. There was oh my people God, I'm putting fucking subtitles on. Well, every time yeah. I was like, ooh, heavy machinery's on to you. Either that or the Viking Raiders. No, I, I like the Viking, Viking Raiders, Raiders too. Yeah. I like all, we can't have anything nice because all the tag teams either get split up or they're all injured or they get released. Like, my, I my didn't know Ziggler and Robert Rude got drafted to SmackDown. I thought they were drafted to Raw. So I didn't know that. But I got a couple more rounds to go. And then, sorry, well, just, one more round and then I'll be finished. Titus got drafted to Raw. Carmella got drafted to SmackDown. AA got drafted to Raw. And Alistair Black got drafted to SmackDown. And then Akira Kazawa was drafted to Raw. Then the final round was announced on Raw Talk. This was round seven. Lana was drafted to Raw. Natalia was moved to SmackDown. And Riddick Moss was moved to Raw. 
Riot Squad as a collective was moved to SmackDown. And Arturo Ruiz, I think I say his name, he was drafted yes. as Raw. Yeah. Who so, was the Riot Squad? Oh my God. I mean, they need women on that roster that can also do single stuff. And the tag titles can move freely. So if they want to do something with the tag titles, they can just bring Shayna and I over to SmackDown. Yeah, but didn't it come out and say that they wanted the tag titles to be mostly on Raw? They did, but that was was, was nothing confirmed. Yeah, but it's like they they need women on SmackDown. Like they have. They need them. They need them. Yeah, if you look at that SmackDown. Oh, they roster, did have uh, some free agents that were um, yeah. announced to their brands after the show was over. Vega was sent to SmackDown. Um, Tamina was, you know, drafted to SmackDown. Eric from the Viking Raiders was sent to Raw, and Billy Kay was sent to SmackDown. So all of this, out of everything we did, got for the last what was that four days of them drafting superstars out of the entire draft pool, that was everybody that was drafted. Oh, um, they did draft uh, Chad Gable and Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik. Lince Dorado and Grand Metalik were sent to Raw, and Chad Gable was kept on SmackDown. Yes. So those are your draft picks. This was a bad draft. <sighs> I mean, I got more pissed off about anything, and it's like usually when you watch a draft, it's like, okay, cool, so it's going to be a new start, new storylines, but it's just storylines moving from show to show. Lacey Evans is back on Raw, so what? They're going to feed her to Asuka? Well, I don't know. They might actually give her a program with Asuka, which to me would work, but I don't think they would feed her. They may break up Shayna and Nia to give Asuka some competition, probably somewhere around January when the Royal Rumble starts. So, yeah, and, the, um, and the only, like, storyline that went over to SmackDown was Rey Mysterio, Buddy Murphy, and Seth. But it looks like they're going to start focusing on Murphy and Rollins. And it looks like Rollins is going to maybe do some stuff with Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. So that's technically the smart. only story that moved. Yeah, that, that's, that's the only, yeah. That's only the really story, the story that, like, they're like pushing that that actually moved forward like everything else is just like a reshuffle and like I'm not yeah. super happy about um heavy machinery getting um broke broken up and like a couple other things but the people but I like I honestly don't give a shit about Lacey Evans I don't care where she goes anymore to be honest <laughs> I just don't care about her Anymore. You, to you had to choose Lacey fucking Evans. <laughs> well, I, I think it's. I don't know if they're sending in there. So, and the thing is, and someone pointed this out because someone was like, oh, they have all the big names on Raw. And then someone was like, well, they're putting the names or whoever on Raw and on SmackDown, they're concentrating on the future. Yep. And I was like, and I think about it, I was like, oh shit, that does make sense. Because Mm -hmm. you have people like the Street Profits, you Mm -hmm. have, and that's why Big E stayed there by himself and they moved the collective as the New Day over to 
Raw. That's why I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know what Otis is doing back there, but everyone fucking loves him. That's why yeah. Otis is there by himself. Mm-hmm. That's why um, yeah, Riot Bolero Squad. Over there. Yeah. Yeah. I said Bianca earlier. I said, and then who over else? There. And that's why Dominic Alistair, is over there. Kevin. That's yep. why KO is over there. Because yep. the people that are, over there. Yep. So the yeah, people like, that they moved on Raw are either people who already have big names, people that, mm-hmm. or it's people that are like, you know, mid, like super mid card, or it's people are like, okay, like, yeah, like they still have quite a few mileage on them, but they can hold off for a minute. And that's someone like Lacey. Mm-hmm. Like to me, when I looked at the SmackDown draft, like I was, I was upset about heavy machinery. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. like the fact about, I didn't like they split the new day. I wasn't happy about it. But if you look at everyone that they have on SmackDown, like Nicole was saying, it's basically they put people on there that's going to help to take, it's going to help take SmackDown further than what it already is. Like I, I guess Vince mm-hmm. thinks of Raw as the A show, but to me SmackDown is the A show. And if Vince is thinking SmackDown needs more to become a better show, even though to me it's already a better show, I can imagine like what they can possibly do with all these stars to make it even better than what it is. So I remember someone in our group mm-hmm. chat, I forgot who it was, was saying like um, SmackDown is like taking all the big stars. And I was just like, nah, you still got Drew McIntyre, Randy Orton, yeah. Keith Lee. You still have all these you still have mm-hmm. edges on Raw. You still have all these people. And when you look at SmackDown, <clears throat> they may not be the big stars, but you can see them becoming even bigger than what they already are. So that's why they moved all those people. And that's why you probably see um, uh, Sasha and Bailey still there for the women's division because those are they big names. They, they need an anchor. And then when you look at the men's division, you have Roman Reigns. You have Jay Uso, who's doing phenomenal work. He just brought in Aleister Black, who's, in my opinion, who was very underutilized. You have Kevin Owens. Um, so Daniel yeah. Bryant's back. Like, to me, Sammy they, Zayn. Sammy Zayn. Yeah, and Sammy Zayn. And Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns are really up, high up on making sure they're building the future. Yeah. So that's why a Street Profits are over there. Yeah. That's why a Bianca is over there. That's why they're keeping oh, yeah. um Oda separated. That's why they're keeping Eat separated. So they can like, especially those two, like those two men, so they can like help build them up as like really big singles competitors that they right. ha- think that they have the potential. They think Bianca, Bianca literally has all the tools in the world. The Street Profits literally have, Street Profits should be like on TV. Facts. Like the way I see when I look at the roster of SmackDown, I can look at the roster and be like for good 90% of that roster, I can be like, I can actually see them holding a title. And it actually makes sense. But when you look at Raw, you're just like, I... I see good. What are you going to do with this? Exactly. They're there for like, shit. I got to make top salad. Yeah, They're like, yeah, like, like I got to make top salad out of this. Like, I look at Raw and I think, oh, these are just going to be like, we need you guys here to help fill out the three hours because we already have this, this staple of the people that we want to use. The rest of you guys are just going to help fill out that three hours. I look at SmackDown and I see SmackDown as like, we can build every single one of you guys into 
a star. We can put a belt on you. And a good chunk of that roster, again, I have no problem in watching their matches because I know that their matches are going to deliver. Regardless if it's them trying to help carry someone in a match, they'll still do a good job. Or just two people like Seth Rollins versus Daniel Bryan, which I think is going to be a good match. I will agree with Alexis. I do think they should have kept heavy machinery together. And then they should have allowed them to split after they would have at least had a small run as a tag team champion. They did not give them opportunity to work as a championship tag team, which that's disheartening because they're very good together. So I, I was upset that they split up heavy machinery. I was very upset that they split up Big E because I just like seeing New Day together. And I figured, well, New Day doesn't have to split up for him to be a singles competitor. But with them bringing the Street Profits over to SmackDown, I was like, there's no need to have New Day there if you're going to have the Street Profits there. And I'm not saying they're interchangeable, but they're damn near the same thing. If you're going to put one on there, then move the other one over because you'll overload the roster with them too. Those Two teams exist like entities. You don't want to put them in the same space like that. Now, having them on opposite rosters, Survivor Series, that makes sense. They can compete against each other. That would be the one time you would see that. You know what I'm saying? So that's fine. That's fine. But, like, I I do agree with her. It was messed up to to pull Otis off. But it seemed like they set the tone for that when Otis won the money in the bank briefcase they set the tone with that and then just by some of their uh little like backstage promos like when otis got that paper and uh otis was like we're in trouble and then tucker was like no man like you're in trouble and i was like oh (laughs) y'all i said y'all finna split them i already know y'all finna split them well there are some undrafted superstars that are still on the wwe roster so Vicky James has a broken nose and she went undrafted and Andrade is undrafted. He hasn't been drafted to any show. Um, Jimmy Uso is injured, so he wasn't drafted. Edge is out with an injury, so technically he wasn't drafted either. Bo Dallas, John Cena is still considered a superstar on the roster for whatever reason. So <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um Ron- Ronda Rousey, Mojo Rowley, Samoa Joe, Jinder Mahal, Ivar, Sonya Deville, Becky Lynch, The Forgotten Son, Goldberg, Undertaker, and Big Show. Those are all people still on the WWE active roster list who have not been drafted. Some of them are injured. Some of them have left WWE to go do what they wanted to do, but they are undrafted stars. Why did they draft Riddick Moss? I because know. they can use him on the undercard. Well, he's he has available. An, he has an ACL tear. He's out. Mm. I thought he was back. No, he has an ACL tear. He's out. He was he was been, he was he was doing underground with like an ACL tear. So he's actually he's out for a while. Well, okay, wait a minute. So you draft Riddick Moss, Titus, Akira Tozawa. No shade to these people, but let's just keep it funky. You draft all of these people over Mickey James? Travis. Nobody, nobody just thought that drafting Mickey James would be a good thing to do. Two words. Lars Sullivan. 
I'm just trying to understand like eating and, and I'm not I'm not dogging nobody out, but Billy K got drafted, Leah Baker got drafted, um Lana got drafted, Riddick Moss got drafted, Arturo Ruiz got drafted, Akira got drafted, Titus, Carmela ain't wrestled in months. She got drafted, Peyton got drafted. Now I'm just saying some of these people are mid card like people and they all got drafted. You got a six time Women's champion sitting there, and she couldn't get drafted. So I do. So I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Um, Peyton has been on TV at least. Lana has been on TV at least. And regardless of how Kiritazawa is, he has been on TV. So I don't really count those in that. But like some of those other people, like Riddick and like Titus and stuff like that, like yeah, they probably should have just left them as free agents. But, like, those couple of people, like, they have at least been seeing, we see them on TV, wrestling or doing, like, whatever they're doing. So, at least we see them every week or every other week, rather. This is true. But, I mean, but, I mean, they probably could have drafted Mickey, but, I mean, they also didn't draft Andrade, and he's pretty up there, too, in my opinion. They didn't draft her, and they didn't draft Andrade, and I just think it's a slap in the face to Mickey to not draft her. I just do. But this this draft was trash. I really don't think they should have had a draft this year with with COVID and everything that's been going on. No, because like have I mean, your in there. I mean, I didn't mind the draft, obviously, because I felt like there were certain people that would fare better on SmackDown. Um, even with like the COVID thing, it seems like they're taking better precautions with COVID testing. So I'm not too. We're, I'm more worried about like NXT and what's going on at the Performance Center with COVID. But when it comes to like the main roster, like. To me, I see the people that got moved. For me, the people that got moved over to SmackDown, I feel like they would fare better on SmackDown. Um, they would be used a lot better on SmackDown. They would work on SmackDown. They've been doing a little, they've been doing a little bit better with the COVID testing. So, besides heavy machinery and the New Day and like maybe in like a couple like other things, I was totally fine with the draft. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not horribly mad. I, I mean. This draft was a lot better than the last one. I thought last year's was garbage. I mean, this one wasn't <laughs> that great either, but I thought compared to last year, last year was awful. It was really, really bad. I agree. It so, wasn't a terrible draft. They just did some boneheaded shit. They just did random stuff, but compared to last, last year's was so dumb. I could not get over that draft. Um. <laughs> I, because I did not, I didn't even care once it hit the second night for this. I still kind of cared when it hit the second night. Um, mm-hmm. my thing is, is that I think they need to go back to the the best, the best last draft they had was the 2016 draft when they didn't know where they were going. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't. They still don't know where they're going. 
but it was well, set up some of them a did. lot better. Some of them did. I forgot to post it in our group chat. Some of them actually knew, like a good chunk of them knew where they were, where they were going, actually. I'll actually, I'll grab but it. Yeah, in. like, I like that one because it was set up like an actual, like, NBA draft, which I don't understand why they don't do that now, especially since they're on Fox. Like, that would make a hundred times Perfect more sense. sense. And made mm-hmm. perfect sense. Like literally, well, you can't now. But they can do what was the what was it the NFL draft that they had them on Zoom? Like they yeah. had them on Zooms. Like they can do they could have yeah. done some shit like that. And that 2016 draft, I literally I don't know if it recently I re, I rewatched that whole like that whole episode like that raw episode whatever it was. And it was just so good because just like I liked how they set up. It was like super professional. No one knew who they were going. Everyone just sat in the room and then NX people all sat in a room and they said, "Okay, Mm -hmm. this is how many people we're going to draft for each show. Or or for like, I don't know this. They're like, there's officially 10 people that are going to get drafted from NXT. And then they explained the rules. Um. I mean, they kind of did this time, but it's, like, obviously, like, you can go, they can send you whatever. Tag teams are considered one entity. Yeah. And, um, and I think they did the same thing, and they didn't, like, they didn't do that, which I was, like, it's so, you have, you are on Fox Sports. You could have done so much with this draft, regardless of what's going on like you could have made it so I don't understand it's like they forgot that draft happened it's like they did it and then they forgot how to do drafts ever since then but to me that was like so perfect because and also we need GMs again yeah Yeah. also I put the I put the thing in the in the group chat if you guys want to read that about what about the the draft Oh, I think no. they I think they need GMs because I like what's his they name? Got Pierce running around like yeah. a they might as well just make him, and I'm like, might as well make him a GM. Just say he's a GM. He's already making decisions. They have a GM on NFT and it works. As long as I, they don't make the GM like part of a story and just make him like a fair right down the middle GM. I'd say make Adam Pierce the GM on SmackDown. Make uh, what's his name, the redheaded dude that got all nice makeup on his shirt. It was a oh yeah, make him the GM for Raw. Make him the GM for Raw. Mm-hmm. They only come out when they need to, and they only come out and say things if it's going to help fix any holes within a storyline or if it's going to help explain something that happens backstage. And we're like, so why mm-hmm. is this happening? He can come out and explain as the GM. He made this ruling for the match, or this is the reason why. The same way that that um, Regal works for NXT. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind that, but they don't, like, they're not doing that. It's like they're flying yeah. blind. But we now know that Pierce is the one who relays and you know does all the the legwork for information. It's just like y'all could just let him have an office and like let everybody go to him and like make this a plausible story that we all can actually understand because right now you, you're killing me anyway the battle royal happened they set up a battle royal for the women and it was for everybody 
Um, and people from both brands were able to compete because it was before the draft had finished. So they had um, Lacey Evans and all of them in this match. By then, I believe Lacey had been drafted to Raw. So they were all competing to um, be a part of be the one to go up against Asuka tomorrow, I believe it is, for a women's championship opportunity. Now, um, Bianca was in the match, and she had a nice spot. She eliminated Shayna. Um, the match was okay. And then at the end, Lana, <laughs> Lana got put through a table, first of all. For the fourth, for the fourth yes. time? Yes, yes, Alexis. She was put through a table by um, Nia Jax because oh. Nia was eliminated. And I think she was mad about that. So you Lana was out there. She had, yeah, she was eliminated and Shayna helped because yep. all of them was pulling her over and Shayna helped eliminate her. And, um, Lana got put through the table, but she never went over the rope. So I thought she had got eliminated and was over the rope, and then Nia just put her through the table, but that's not what happened. So after it got down to two people, it was down to Natalia and Lacey. And Natalia eliminated Lacey, but she ended up getting kicked from behind by Lana, and Lana ended up picking up the, the win, and she's now the number one contender. Now, prior to that, there was a match with Lana and Natalia up against Mandy and um, Dana Brooks, and that match was okay. That Mandy looked very good in that match. For once, her knee connected like it was supposed to. I said oh, have faith. Good. I was saying in the group chat, I have faith that one day the Lord will shine down on our Mandy and she will strike down with a vengeance and that knee will connect. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> she and connected it and it looks great. And she looks great. She is very much improving. And I'm very, very happy and proud of her. I, but anyway. I, I really love the tag team with her and Dana. Because when I first saw them, mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. And like, cause you know, Dana came out and I said, okay, what the fuck? And then Mandy hit and just the two standing there next to each other. I'm like, they look good as a team. Yeah. I didn't know that was something I wanted until you saw I it. Think they're really, yeah. Until I saw it and they're really into it and they compliment. And I think this would be really good for Dana because yeah. her move style is compliment to Mandy and vice versa. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I just didn't know I wanted like two bodybuilding blonde bitches to beat up people. <laughs> at first I was, because at first when it happened, I was just like, you move Mandy from SmackDown to Raw. Okay. She needs something different. And then you put her in a tag team. And then when I actually saw them work together, I was like, this works. This actually works. Sometimes you got to wait to see. You know what I'm saying? But they had a match with Natalia and Lana, and they ended up, Lana and Natalia ended up losing, and Lana was just like, I'm done with you, and I'm done with this, and she walked off. So, fast-forwarding to uh, when Natalia did that to Lana. So, fast-forwarding to the end, where you watch the Battle Royal, and to have Lana take out Natalia, it was just like a full-circle moment for them. And of course, shout out to shout out to Natty because she lost the tooth in that match. She did. Yeah. Yeah. She lost yeah. The- yeah. 
And Lacey got on her Instagram. Hard. Yeah, Lacey hit her hard in the mouth. And she's been trolling her ever since. <laughs> been trolling her ever since. I would beat her ass when I saw her. But <laughs> the only thing else that, that needs to be talked about was that Randy and Drew McIntyre fought during this match. So during the Battle Royal, it cuts to Randy and Drew McIntyre beating the hell out of each other in the back. Then it cuts back <laughs> to the Battle Royal. And then the end of the Battle Royal, Lacey's laid out on the floor, and Randy and Drew are fighting, trying to avoid throwing each other into the steps because she's still laying there. Like, and I'm like, Lacey, get the fuck out the way so they can do their stuff. And she is still there. So they had girl, to walk around she her. Was selling. She's still Child. there. If you listen. The match was over. <laughs> what was she selling? What was you like selling? She, the match was over. She got nailed on one, um, like, on one side of the, of the ring post, fell. They started fighting. She went to, or she basically crawled to the other side where the announcer desk was and was just chilling by the steps. Randy yes. and Drew McIntyre going at it. I'm like, girl, roll half your body like under the ring so they could just like get past yeah, you like, and then like roll back out. They were trying you're... to get the spot to throw. One of them was supposed to hit those stairs and they couldn't do it because she was still laying there. So they had to improvise. And it was, if you wasn't paying attention, you wouldn't have understood what was going on. But that's what happened. Because Drew looks and he hits, pushes Randy's head into the um, edge of the apron. And then Randy pops up. He hits him and he pulls him. He's getting ready to throw him, but he swings him around and he hits his head on the edge of the apron. And I'm like, why are they not throwing him into the steps? Somebody should have hit the steps by now. And then I'm looking on the floor and I'm like, Bitch, get out the way. Like, she literally stayed there the whole time. And she was watching them fight. (laughs) She was just looking at them. (laughs) It's time for another interlude question, ladies and gents. And we are going to jump right into our question. So, first things first. Impact's Bound for Glory is set for October 24th at 8 p.m. on Fight TV or through traditional pay-per-view outlets. And you're going to have the opportunity to watch the Impact World Championship be defended. Eric Young is currently the champion, and he will defend against Rich Swan. The Impact Knockouts Championship is also on the line. Diana Perrazzo is your current champion, and she will defend against Kylie Ray. The Impact World Tag Championships are on the line as well. The Motor City Machine Guns are your current champions, and they will go up against the Good Brothers, Madman Fulton and Ace Austin, and the North. And the Impact X Division Championship is also on the line, with Rohit Raju being your current champion, and he will face off in an intergender scramble match against Chris Bay, Jordan Grace, Trey, TJP, and Willie Mack. And then they have a specialty match called the Call Your Shot Gauntlet Match. And it will be Heath, Rhino, AC Romero, Larry D, Tennille Dashwood, Taya Valkyrie, Brian Myers, Tommy Dreamer, Havoc, and Hernandez versus a, you know, to-be-determined or later-announced opponent The way that this is supposed to work is that whoever wins this match could choose any championship match of their choice. 
This is an intergender match as well. And there's a smaller stipulation. If Heath or Rhino wins, then Heath will win a full-time contract with Impact Wrestling. If neither wins, then Rhino will be fired. Hernandez will enter last in the gauntlet match, while Rhino will enter first in the gauntlet match. Now, those um, are your championship and I guess you could say unique matches for the Impact Bound for Glory pay-per-view. And here are two of your singles matches that are also a part of the card. EC3 and Moose will finally come to a head and have their match. And Ken Shamrock in with Sammy Callahan in tow will compete against Eddie Edwards. All right, let's move on to the next pay-per-view, which is WWE's Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is supposed to have three cell matches. You're going to have Roman Reigns and Jimmy Uso competing in an I Quit match, with Roman Reigns being your current WWE Universal Champion. You're also going to have Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton competing in a traditional Hell in a Cell match, with Drew McIntyre being your current WWE Champion. And the final Hell in a Cell match will be Bayley, your current SmackDown Women's Champion, versus Sasha Banks in a traditional Hell in a Cell match. And then the final match on the Hell in a Cell card for sure is Jeff Hardy versus Elias in a traditional singles match. So we just have to wait and see how Hell in a Cell will play out. And the final special show, I guess you can call it, is a mid-pay-per-view. I like to call the weekly pay-per-views a mid-pay-per-view. For NXT, there are some matches that are set for Halloween Havoc. And I don't think they're going to add anything new to this. This is what is going to happen for next week's Halloween Havoc. Along with some storylines that are already there. Damian Priest is set to defend his North American Championship in a stipulation match that's yet to be determined. It will have to be a spin the wheel, make a deal, determination. And of course, you also have Io Shirai defending her championship against Candice LeRae. And each shirt match has a stipulation as well with the spin the wheel, make a deal. Now, Rhea Ripley is going to go up against Raquel Gonzalez in a singles championship, in a singles match. And you're also going to have Cameron Grimes against Dexter Loomis in a Haunted House of Terror match. Now, that and so much more is going to occur on Halloween Havoc. And Shotzi Blackheart is going to be your host. So, here are the three questions since you know all the information for all the pay-per-views coming up in the next couple of days as well as next week. Here are your three questions that you can answer in the voice notes or on our podcast at D4TC underscore podcast. Here we go. First things first, are you looking forward to Impact Bound for Glory? Number two, NXT Halloween Havoc is shaping up. Will you be watching? And number three, WWE's Hell in a Cell is this Sunday. Are you excited for the show? All right. You guys let me know what you think. Make sure you send me a voice note on Anchor if you're listening to us through Anchor. Or you can always hit us up on our Instagram on the post for the question. I'll see you guys in our next one. Thanks. And keep on listening to the rest of Down for the Count. Like, girl, said, you can watch them fight. Move your ass out the way. Your segment's over. Please move. She just did not move. She didn't move until they he till Randy threw Drew over the barricade. That's when she moved. 
and they were like, real close to her too at, at one point yeah they went past like they were real close i was like girl you almost got, she almost got hurt yeah yeah because i know natalia was gone by then natalia lost and was on the floor they show her on the floor and then they start the camera cuts to drew and randy natalia probably got her ass up and walked to the back because i didn't see her no more but Lacey was laying there just in the way <laughs> I'm like since you could have just moved and like slid you know <laughs> You're like, let me get the most camera time I can get before they stop using me on real I guess but that was pretty much um that was pretty much raw it was focused mostly on the draft and then there were little bits and pieces to watch but other than that that was the best part of raw now, I did not get to see Impact in its entirety. I usually can't. I catch the clips on Instagram. So Nicole is going to have to take this one because I have no idea what happened to that. Um, I watched most of it. So I was trying to watch... Um, I was trying to watch Impact, and then I was also trying to watch I was also attempting to watch AEW Dark and I just can't I just can't anymore like I just gave up I was like I can't do this um you're not the only one yeah it's it's too much especially this upcoming Dark they're having 16 matches and which I'm glad people are like this is too much like this is obviously qual like quantity over quality but anyways um so there's just a continuation about um, Moose and EC3 because EC3 stole Moose's heavyweight um, title. As he should. Yeah, but Moose finally got it back from him, and that's setting them up for Bound for Glory. Yep, yeah, Bound for Glory on the 24th. But like that whole segment, regardless about how I feel about Moose, was actually really good. Um. And then also you kind of have like the weird storyline of kind of like of Rosemary and Johnny Bravo getting married. I have no idea why that's happening. What? So Is weird. Yeah. It, it's, Wait, isn't it's, it's Johnny weird. Bravo like Taya Valkyrie's valet or something like that? Thank yeah. you. They fell in love during uh, Russell House when Impact was doing that. And for Taya was kind of like, you know, what what the fuck, Johnny? And then it's like they actually had a match where it's like if Taya win, uh, Rosemary couldn't be around Bravo, but Bravo, uh, Rosemary lost. But Bravo's like, no, fuck that. So he proposed to her. And I think in the long run where this is going is that she's trying to get Sue Young back. Yeah. Yes. But they're they're going about it a very left field way because uh, I saw it on Instagram where she finally convinced Havoc like to like join up with her and I'm like what the fuck are you doing Rosemary <laughs> like go and go then they it. have and then they have um what's it called so they have it's just it's a lot of weird storylines going on but I kind of like it so they have that going on they have um sort of so they have like if he slater or rhino win the call your shot gauntlet 
for um for bound for glory Heath will finally get his impact contract but if either of them lose uh they're both fired oh, well wow. just rhino's fired because he technically doesn't work for them which i think it's been it's been hilarious especially <laughs> like like the whole like higher like higher Heath camp it's just it's so funny so um Rick's so rhino's leaving either way so if he, yeah, no, if he, if the, either of them loses, cause they're kind of, it's kind of like a tag team. It's not a tag team thing, but they're like pushing him together as a tag team for this. In a sense, like mm-hmm. if either of them win, then like they both stay, but if neither of them win, they both are gone. Does that make sense? I see. Yeah. Um, and then Kylie Ray had um she had this really good match with Kimberly. Um just basically it's like a warm up for when Kylie Ray is gonna be facing Deanna at Bound for Glory. And then you see a little bit of like I don't wanna say like a heel turn, but you see something like a little bit more in Kylie. Like she doesn't like she kind of like she was way more vicious than normal. Uh-huh. So I think they're going to go somewhere with that. And then, like, Dot Gallows and Madman Fulton had, like, a match, quote-unquote, but it was, like, a match for a minute and then just turned into a brawl. That was a double count-out, which I thought was weird. But um, they're going to rehab a match. I don't remember if it's Bound for Glory or if it's this Tuesday. That's going to be a no-disqualification, no-count-out match. And then um, Rich Swan is officially quote unquote medically cleared, quote unquote. Um, as if he was never, <laughs> as if he was never clear. I mean, yeah. they 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 tried to sell the hell out that leg. They sell the hell out of kayfabe injuries over there. They be acting like they're on death's fucking door. Oh my good lord! I know a fake limp when I see one. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, so he's officially cleared, so he will be facing Eddie Edwards for the Impact um, World Championship for Bound for Glory. And then also Jordan Grace will be, I can't think of that guy's fucking name, but he's the worst. But she's officially going to be going for the X, the, um, X Division Championship at Bound for Glory as well. Mm. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I was looking at that. Um promo that they had when he um what is the name of that dude? The dude um he used to be in Eric Young, is that his name? He um went after their executive. He came out there and tell everybody Rich Swan's um status of where he was and um if he was gonna be able to compete or not. He was, but he, but that was after he beat the hell out of the dude, and then Rich Swan came down there. And I was like, oh, okay, this looks pretty good. I'm gonna have to see if I can watch this. If I can. Yeah, he didn't need to beat him up like that. I was like, that dude's older. Come on now. <laughs> he beat the hell out that dude. Yeah. And he was stomping him like a like a in the street, like a nigga would in the street. He was stomping the hell out of. Him. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I don't- Okay, I was like, that's unnecessary. He's old. <laughs> so that's all that happened on Impact? 
Um, yeah, that's pretty much there because the go home, the go home um show is this is this Tuesday, so they weren't doing like, you know, like they're trying to have a good show, but they weren't trying to do like a crazy amount of stuff. They're trying mm-hmm. to save that, you know, for what's coming up, which is understandable. But um, yeah, I think it was good. I mean, the one good thing about Impact is like they're always consistent. Um, regardless of what's going on, and I don't think they get enough credit for remaining consistent as much as possible throughout all of this, and just like in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, now we can go back to NXT. I didn't get to see NXT this week. Um, so if you watch it, what happened? Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't watch NXT, but I like the part where Shotzi Black came out with the Garganos and she was doing the uh the Wheel of Fate. And it's actually a nice callback to, uh, again, WCW. It's really rad. Because uh, spin the wheel, make a deal. Again, thank you, Brian Zane. Because I was watching res- a lot of wrestling with regret while I was on my downtime. Because, yay, depression. Um, this was actually a program that Jake Roberts and Sting did back in the early days of WCW. And it was like the mm-hmm. wheel... And Jake said the same thing to Sting. So I'm like, they're just going to have a whole bunch of WCW callbacks during this show. And I am excited for it. Um, So. uh, Did you watch NXT? Say what? Did you watch NXT? I did watch NXT. Um, It was... It was a it was a good show. Um, you had for like their main event, you had um, one of my favorites. Everybody calls him a serial killer. He's not a serial killer. He's just misunderstood. <laughs> I'm Dexter Lumis. I know exactly. Who I already knew who she was talking about. <laughs> he's just a little bit misunderstood. That's fine. Um, they a had serial a serial killer. He's it's neither here or there. That's you don't. Is it, show me the receipts. There's no receipts, so bless you. Um, he went up against um the North American champion. Um, I kind of knew he wasn't gonna win. Um, basically, Banjo Boy came out and stomped his, caved his chest in. So. Oh, Cameron Grimes. Cameron Grimes. Um, you had mm-hmm. a promo from um Champa, basically saying he was going to murder Velatine Dream, which I'm okay with that. I'm totally Me fine. too. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, the match with uh, Shotzi Blackheart and Candice LeRae, um, it was good. Um, I like how they're progressing the story with Indy Hartwell. Candice LeRae picked up the win because Indy Hartwell gave her um, some, um, what do you call those? Some brass knuckles. Brass knuckles. Mm-hmm. Brass knuckles for her to pick up the win. Um, Regal did see that, so that's when we got to the ending of where she came out and basically she's gonna, the host, she's gonna basically make with their matches, which is fine. Um, Johnny Gargano took on Austin Theory. Uh, if you take away Austin Theory's bullshit, the match was good. Um, I, I have a feeling what they're going to do is 
keep having him basically talk a bunch of shit, lose, and then eventually find something that works for him. I mean, there has to be something because he's just talking shit and then getting his ass whooped, basically. Um, showcase wise, it was still um, it was still a really good match. I will give the one thing I noticed: every time Austin Theory wrestles, his face turns really pale, like really, really pale. Where I almost get worried: like, are you breathing at all through this whole match? Not <laughs> understanding. Um, favorite part of the night: uh, Drake Maverick and Killian Day come out to the, the amazing, amazing intro music that I think is just beautiful. Um, they were going up against um, Imperium with Breezango watching Breeze with them. Louis Vuitton shoes. My God. It's put me in your family. But yeah, um, they did not win that match. But at the same time, Everize came out, which I'm starting to like Everize a little bit. They came out at the end of the match and attacked um, uh, Drake Maverick. And then uh, Killian Dane attra- uh, attacked Everize. And basically yelled at Drake Maverick. No one gets to punch the face but me. No, no like, he said no one gets to hate you besides me. Yeah, hate you besides me. And I was just like, that's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> I was like, you have him. Like, it's it's there now. He's just like, I still want to punch you, but I'm gonna be the only one that gets to do it. Nobody else. So, <laughs> and then they walked out to the theme music, which I thought um, was pretty awesome too. Um. What else happened on NXT? Because those are like the the main ones that I remember. Um, I'm pretty sure more happened on NXT. This obviously wasn't noteworthy to talk about. But other than that, um, NXT was it was it was good. It was it was it was fine. Well, AEW also happened that Wednesday. I did not catch AEW either. So, did anybody watch AEW? Unfortunately, I did. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was really hating myself this week. Um, so, yeah. it has officially been a year since AEW has been brought on to TNT. I don't know what TNT stands for. Turner's probably in the name somewhere, so whatever. Yeah. So they're in network television, I think. Yeah. There you go. See, this is why you're the brains of the operation. I'm just here. Anyway. <laughs> same thing. The reason I'm just here. I'm just here. I, I, I don't know. I just work here. Like, for real, mess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, congratulations so, to AEW for being, on, for being on for a whole year. That's you, an amazing feat. You have to give them props for that. You know yeah. what the you want you know what the sad thing is? <laughs> I was watching the show and I go, oh shit, I've been in my house for a year. <laughs> I think that's what I said. I think that's awesome. So congratulations to you like, too. Because I was like, because Wednesday, like we got cable the Wednesday it premiered, and I was like, oh, and I made a joke, like, oh shit, good timing. And then I'm like, wow, if I could only go back last year and warn myself, <laughs> warn myself. Um, so it was their first, you know, first year anniversary, and everyone was expecting, you know, flips and tricks and stunts and all this jazz. Um, it was shit. Oh, Alexis. It was, no, man. Like, 
They're going to start she a don't pull no punches. Well, I mean, you want my honest opinion, right? I'm not going to. I do want it. I do want an honest opinion. I agree with that. Like, King someone, for the love of God, get killed. No. Like, <laughs> stop braiding Penelope's closets for shirts. You too old to be dressing like some sort of Malibu kin wearing the crop top. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, there's a little of a backstory behind this. So he wore one one day, one day just to wear it. And then a lot of, you know, incels were calling him a lot of homophobic stuff online oh okay so he was like you know what i'm just gonna wear them for now on just to piss you off oh okay well good shit (laughs) 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 um so they're gonna start a feud with uh best friends and god it's like mjf wants to join the inner circle and it's like Wait, who's starting a feud with best friends? Uh, um, Miro and um, over an arcade Kip. that they brought into the ringside. That he uh, okay, wait. So they moved from who were they feuding with before they started this feud? They were feuding with Pride and Powerful, right? Right. Which was and a now good, they're that was yeah. A good, yeah. So. What had happened was, I don't, they were fighting the revival, which a lot of people like got pissed off seeing the revival on TV. I'm like, well, you know, whatever. And, um, I, why it, are they mad that they're on TV? They're the tag champions. They want them to sit at home. I'm <clears throat> mad that it's an ex WWE team holding another AEW title. Uh, just a bunch. Mm-hmm. Of Honestly, and this is just going to sound real controversial. They're the most viable ex WWE people to hold titles. It makes sense. Ooh. It makes more sense for them, and that's because they're more well rounded. And that's like say, I don't know. I was watching like What Culture, and they were talking about like ten people who could go to um, AEW right now, and they were talking about Naomi, and they're like, that is someone that you can literally like. Even though they're technically an ex WWE person, you could literally throw the belt on her and it would make sense because she's that good and she has that many and she has the fan base and then she has the ability and you could like build around her. And I kind of feel the same thing about sort of about FTR. Honestly, like I, 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 I agree with it. this. I agree with the sentiment of their talent and their skill. But I still think that they should have gave one of their tag teams the opportunity to have the belt. Yes, and I do agree. It's only been a year. And I do well, agree I haven't that, been but they can't take that. Like, but don't take that out on the superstars. You need to, like, that's what that fans do. The, like, they don't direct their anger to the right people. Don't be exactly. yelling at FTR about it. You need to go yell at Tony Khan, but everybody's so busy kissing his ass all the time. Hello. Hello. I Instead of like, I don't want to. That's like, to Tony Khan, um, to Kenny, or he does nothing but play with video games and coming up with his video game <laughs> ideas. So he's useless as a whatever he is. Um, oh, pretty. Much. 
or the Bucks or or Cody. So that's or Cody. Like, like right, yeah, like the fans are right, like they're correct, but don't, but you can't, but don't sit there and push that on the talent. That's not the town's fault. That's that's the people who are booking it. So you so instead of kissing Tony Khan's ass all the fucking all day and all night every day. Bring his ass to riot act like y'all did Vince McMahon. Yeah, y'all. Everybody loves at in. Everybody loves at in. WWE, Vince, Stephanie, Shane, Triple H. Um, I mean sometimes they should be. Let's not be real. We're, and I'm not, we're not excusing them because they do some fuck shit and they do deserve to be called out. But the same energy right. needs to get applied to the same to the same people in the same positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember who was who, but they were fighting on the outside and one of the best friends gets sent through Kip's arcade cabinet. Which I'm just like, as soon as you see it, you're like, that shit's getting broken. Like, that shit, Why you, you is just it there. I, I don't know. So he sends Penelope to the back, and I guess she was running for like a really long time, or Mira was taking a really bad shit, or something like that. I don't know why. Because he waits to come out at the end of the match. And instead of beating up FTR, you know, the guy who sent the person flying through your friend's arcade cabinet, you're beating up best friends. And it's like, what the ever-loving mm. fuck? Um, Cody died his hair blonde again. He went up against no. Orange Cats. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> like the scary highlight blonde that he had. I'm just like, your hair is so dead right now. I hear it crunch, even though it's so. I like damn my Cody st- Black. <laughs> I like him. <laughs> he had a match against Orange for the TNT title, and it ended due to time limit restrictions. Cody had him pinned. Oh. He got one. He got the two, and then the bell rang, and they're like. Time on the match has succeeded, blah, 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 bullshit. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Cause Y'all like, couldn't just count it. You just I was like, are you that, are you that fucking serious? Oh, and then they have, they're going to have a tag title turn, tournament, some bullshit like that. Oh, don't get me oh, started on that. Don't oh. get me started on that because I will go off so on that. Just Joey Janela get completely looked over. What? Uh, yeah, so it's Janae, help me out here. I think it was like the Lucha, there was like four teams. It's like the Lucha Brothers, Dark Order, uh, right? Butcher, Butcher and the Blade, the okay. Young Bucks, um, Private Party, Private going. Party, and I think it is a Lucha, Lucha Brother. Here's my problem. So the way they did it was interesting. They put, they put, Names, there was names on the ball or whatever, and they put them in this thing, and they rotated, and they picked names out. Here's okay. where here's where my thing comes in. Because they always, they talk about win-loss record like it's a thing. But yeah. obviously, we know that these names were picked purposely for mm-hmm. this tag match to go up against FTR. Okay. You have a roster of tag people that are that are good. But you're you're gonna pick the Young Bucks, 
Mm-hmm. Butcher and the Blade. Mm-hmm. Uh, private Party. Which is and no private party. And I'm thinking, what about yeah, the so private party deserve the, it? And I was like, what about the tag? Uh, what about the record? Like your win loss record? Who are the teams that have a good win loss record that can go up against FTR? Uh, no, who Best are they? Jurassic Express, Best Friends. Okay. Express. Um, I'm trying to think of who else they got there right well, now. Who is it, Janae? Who has the top? Okay, let's go. Who has the top four? best records in the tag team division right now it's definitely not butcher and the blade they have okay they have an okay record but it's definitely not butcher and the blade i'm not in the top four at least i haven't seen the young bucks i haven't when was the last time they wrestled was it like was it the week before it was yeah it was was last week it was last week (laughs) yeah but I'm going to have to look it up. I should be start instead of like trying to remember all this shit. I just need to like <laughs> some stuff I write down and then some stuff I like, oh, I can remember this easily. And then I don't remember. Go ahead, Alexis. Well, it, it sounds to me like they took yeah, they took enough heels and enough faces to make a tag team tournament. I mean, but aren't they having another tournament that's ending at full gear? Dude, I don't fucking know. They got so much shit going on and I was just like so out of all the fucking teams that you have there, that because that's the only saving grace to me right now is your tag division. The only fucking teams you have, and you put the goddamn Young Bucks in there because they're having a heel turn. Now, suck my dick and choke on it. Like, fuck Ooh. you. Oh. Yeah. I think the other one is, they're, I think they're doing a thing for the, uh, what's it, the TNT TV title, they're doing the tournament. Yes, that's what it is because Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega are all in, yeah. in that tournament too. And then what that is, is so it's not for the TV title, it's for the world title. The is world it title? for the big one? Yes, yeah, for the world title. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was for the TV title. No, the, the world TV title, title because every the TV title is just every week. The world, the tournament is for the world title. Oh shit! So Eddie Kingston is going up against um, Moxley at Full Gear, right? And then they're supposed to have this tournament culminate at Full Gear. And then there, whoever wins at Full Gear will go up against whoever, if it's Mox or Kingston. Which I like the Moxley Kingston feud because they have a history together, and yeah. it was like great. Like this was probably one of the best feuds indie wrestling had for a really long time because those two would just go in and destroy each other. And they were actual matches. They weren't like hardcore. They weren't like just all stunts and hardcore. They were actually legit fucking wrestling. And they are both equal on wins and losses with each other. So I'm actually kind of excited to see this. Yeah, I did see um, a lot of people do some do a slight complaining about the fact that AEW is starting to run back some of the same matches, starting to not look at the win loss record. I, I see. I did see people uh, complaining. I know there were some people that were like, "We like Orange Cassidy; he's a good wrestler, but why is he getting another shot at Cody?" You know because he lost and they're like, well, it was a time draw, but they're like, he will, he got a shot against, I think it was Brody or some or whatever. And he lost, but he gets another shot with Cody. It ends in a draw or whatever, or a count out. 
but then he's getting um another shot and so I say what is he getting another shot off the one he just had or was that the shot no, suppose we have full, is it full gear? Him and Cody are going to, I guess, going to go at it again or something for the team. I thought it was Darby Allen going up against him at full gear. I don't know. Well, ladies and gents, that's all we got for wrestling recap this week. Be sure to tune in to the next episode that's going to feature our wrestling news. And we'll see you guys in our next one. Don't forget to follow us on our social media. Add on our Twitter is at DownForTheCount19. And on our Instagram is at D4TC underscore podcast. And I'll see you guys in our next one.